to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back for the fourth Sunday of Advent for the week of December 23rd, 2018, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to get into this week's podcast, and I'm excited for this week because this is week 51. One more week, and I complete the goal that I originally started out to do, and I fully intend to keep doing of doing this podcast weekly for a year, and I plan on continuing for a few more years. So I'm excited to get into this week's podcast. I am just really excited about this week. This week has been really captivating for me. There's been a lot of things that ended up kind of opening up for me as I was digging into this week, and I'm really excited to share this one with you. But before we get into this week's podcast, we have to do our shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainwaves podcast, their commentaries, their discussions, it's worth your time. Caroline Lewis, Matt Skinner, and Ralph Jacobson do a great job with their Sermon Brainwaves podcast, being able to give insight. Since I am not an ordained minister, hearing from some great seminary professors talking about about the week's text, I'd highly recommend checking it out. My second plug is, again, if you have not checked out God Friended Me, I'd highly recommend catching up over some type of Christmas break. It is a phenomenal show. I feel like they're really helping, in a way, the Christian wrestle with how do we deal with different issues? How do we be the light of Christ even when it's difficult? And that's one of the things that I find so enlightening about that show that I'd just highly recommend. The third thing I want to bring up is if you haven't checked out our Twitter page, this might be the week to do it. It's Faith and Sci Pod. And on there, and I will try attaching it also into the email this week, we have a logo for the podcast. It's been something that I've been testing with a couple people that I know have been listening and kind of getting some feedback. And this version seemed to go over fairly well with people. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think of it. And I'm really excited about it. I think it really helps kind of embody what we're trying to do. And it's amazing how difficult that can be. But we better get into this week's readings. And this week, I just think they're a doozy as we're in that final week of preparation before Christ is coming. And the gospel text this week is out of Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45, and then optionally 46 through 55. Now, 46 through 55 is the Magnificat from Mary, kind of this prayer that she does. Again, it's very powerful, very uplifting, kind of discussing how the Lord has uplifted her. But you have to get the first half of that story. That's what, to me, is the meat and potatoes this week. And that's where Mary goes to meet with Zechariah and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is also with child. And the child leaps in her womb with greeting Mary. And that, to me, is a very interesting detail. That we have the child leaping. And... I'm going to get into that this week. That's going to be the main premise of this week is talking about this leap of joy 
that I really want to get into. But before we do, we have to get into what are our other readings this week. Our first reading is from Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 5a. And again, this is one of those Old Testament readings from a minor prophet who is helping kind of lay the way on what is this guy actually going to be? That he's going to help feed his flock in strength of God in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And that he shall stand, coming from verse 4 there, and they shall live securely from now. He shall be great to the ends of the earth. He shall be the one of peace. Coming from verses 4 and 5a there. Just... What is this guy all going to be about? And it's, I think it's really exciting as we get into right before Christmas, being able to look and dissect and just soak in what this all is. The psalm this week is Psalm 80 verses 1 through 7. And again, this is giving us that image of God as a shepherd who has led Joseph like a flock and talking about what is going on with that and that he's going to be the savior coming for us. But alternatively, you can use a psalm from Luke this week, Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55, which is that prayer that Mary is saying, that Magnificat of Mary that comes out. And again, like we stated, talking about how Christ has filled her with giving her this blessing that she is going to change history. And that it's also tying back to what had been promised to Abraham, that this is the fulfillment of these promises that were made generations ago. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. And again, this is talking about now, again, remember this is after Christ, and that how he was different, how he was not consumed with burnt offerings or sin offerings. He has just come to be the sacrifice for us. That he no longer wants these other sacrifices. He wants our lives because he has already done the sacrifice. So, what am I getting at when I'm saying I'm super excited about this week and that I'm focusing on the leap in the womb? And there's a couple things we have to lay down and go through to be able to process and digest this. So first, we're going to talk about emotions. And I know at times it's not a thing we really like talking about, and I think it's something that we should become more comfortable with talking about personally, is talking about emotions. But I was able to watch an amazing TED Talk by Lisa Feldman Barrett, who is a person who for 25 years has been studying emotions. And it's really interesting as we go through these on what we perceive that we understand about emotions and then what we have found through actually studying emotions. So first and foremost, emotions are not universally expressed or recognized and they're not hardwired into our brain and they're not controllable in that form. Emotions are guesses. Our brain guesses in each and every moment how we should feel. And it's based off of these and growing that we are able to better react to different situations. 
So if you think about a child, we have a couple very basic, simple feelings that are hardwired in, like calmness, agitation, comfort, discomfort, excitement. We see these, but these don't explain things. They're not complex. We need human experience to be able to build them. They're not just built into us. And as we experience life, we're able to then make better predictions. Predictions of our emotions are based on every experience and action that we take throughout our lives. So when you're detecting an emotion in someone else, you're partial to yourself based on the experiences that you've had and you're casting on that person. Think about when you talk about different things going on in a life. I know for me, with sometimes talking to my significant other who's been raised in a different culture than I am, there's times that I'm perceiving things and expecting and thinking that she's interpreting something this way. And when I explain it to her, she says that couldn't be further from the truth. We do this all the time. But knowing that our bodies are making predictions, there are ways that we can work on harnessing these different abilities to turn them around to be productive. So for instance, taking an anxiety that you might have for test taking and turning that into determination. It's the same type of heart rate and the different things that your body is going into is very similar as if you are going in to prepare to fight. So like a determination from anxiety is very, very possible. But it's also through the recognition that your body is doing that, that we're unable to understand this. So that's the first part of this. The second part of it is then I was going through this And thinking about this leaping of joy, I ended up stumbling across tears of joy. Now, what are tears of joy? We know that tears are associated with sadness, but when we're joyful or have, we've seen this happen when people get an award that they're surprised by, tears start flowing down their face. What is that? Well, now that we know that our body is reacting in emotion and making guesses, the body has been surprised to a major extent, to the extent that it does not know how to react. And this is one of the types of tears, and again, I'll attach links down below, typical, talking about there's different types of tears, and that's one of them, is that it's this tear that helps us compose ourselves hit like a reset button so that we can try to actually gather ourselves to be able to understand how we should react. The final thing that as I was thinking about this again as a biologist and was remembering back to my animal behavior class, my junior year of college, and then found an article confirming what I was remembering. And I'll again, I'll attach it down below on sea turtles. And they did a test with sea turtles with maturation within the egg. So if you know, sea turtles will come up onto the shore, dig a den and lay eggs, cover them up and the parent goes back out into the sea. And then a few weeks later, they hatch and go to the sea. But it's like this mass hatching. They all seem to hatch at the same time. So researchers took some eggs and put them in a colder temperature than others. They figured, okay, you have these other ones that they're more mature. They should hatch earlier. What's going to happen? Is there going to be two hatches? 
And what they found is when they brought those eggs back together, the ones that had been in a colder temperature, their metabolism and heart rate went up so that they could catch up to their other siblings so that they would all hatch at the same time. Why is that important? We had a child in this gospel text leap in the womb. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus' presence was felt through the womb. Her child felt it through the womb. We have seen multiple different things here. One, this is possible. We see this out in nature within creatures that lay eggs, that they all hatch about the same time. There's some type of communication going on back and forth. But in this case, we have the two children interacting. Second of all, the leap. The leap. That's not a hardwired emotion. As we went through, emotions aren't hardwired. And based off of the basic feelings that we have from a child, that isn't part of that either. So to me, I read this as the body feels the presence of God and doesn't know what to do. And so the only thing that child knows how to do is leap, is to move, because that's the only thing It would be like us when you hear these stories of people entering the presence of God and getting weak in the knees and falling in front of the presence of God. This is the same thing. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. She's feeling the presence of a child that is not born yet and is filled with the Holy Spirit. How powerful is that presence? How powerful is that? is that presence. We are designed that our bodies are able to communicate whether we know it or not. And that emotions are something that come through experience. The experience of God coming into your life to suddenly be able to become an instrument for God. Sound familiar? Our emotions are open so that God can enter in. We are in the season of preparing for Christ to enter in. Where are you in that process? Where are you in that process? Last week we had the Twitter question, and the question was, are you prepared on a daily basis for Christ? I wonder what that feels like. I wonder what that feels like to be Elizabeth in that moment, to feel the presence of God that close to you, that the physical child yet to be born is right there in your presence. How does that change things? How does that experience change your emotions forever? How does that feel? I can imagine the joy the tears of joy running down Elizabeth's face as she's filled with the Holy Spirit, realizing that she is in the presence of God and that the fulfillment of what had been promised is right there, right there, so close. And it's not quite ready, but it's right there, right there. 
What is God pushing you to do? What is God calling you to do? As we're preparing for this time, what is he telling you to do? Are you in that spot that you have let your guard down to let Christ in so that that presence, that Holy Spirit runs through you, changes you, and then tells you what to do? That's powerful. We have a whole Old Testament proclaiming and promising Jesus coming. We then have Jesus come and does what he has to do for us. And then we have books talking about how amazing that was and what that did. Are you willing and ready to let Christ enter in and listen to whatever he tells you to do? Twitter question of the week. Are you willing and able to let Christ in in this season and do whatever he is telling you to do? It is a gift that we have been given. He's given the Holy Spirit here to Elizabeth before other people had it. The Holy Spirit doesn't come till later. She's filled with the presence of the Lord. We have that now as long as we are willing and able to let Christ in. That's a remarkable thing. That is worth a leap of joy. That is worth redefining what your emotions are. That is worth tears of joy where your body and your emotions have no idea what to do. When you are welcomed into the presence of the Lord. Some things to ponder as we're getting very close to this Christmas season. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I hope that you have taken this Advent to prepare for the coming of Christ and Christ coming again. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.